Ladies and gentlemen, why did it have to be spiders? Why couldn't it have been uh, follow the butterflies? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Well, at least they leave you alone if you don't attack them. <laughs> True. That's, 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 that's... Same for any spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still don't like them. Cue the music. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I'm the evil balloon that's floating over America, a Marco Lister. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Amazing. Um, and you are definitely experiencing a podcast called Fred. <laughs> yes, experiencing it through the medium of surveillance from the Chinese government of a balloon floating over America. And scared a lot of Americans. Really? Okay. I did yeah. not... I didn't pay attention to that. Nah, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just dumb. Okay, Yeah, cool. it's just dumb. It's just, just dumb. It's so dumb. It's like, it's, oh, they're keeping surveillance on us. It's like, they do that already, but they don't need a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> the point Swear. of surveillance is to not know it's there. Mmm. <laughs> Yes, that is that is that is correct. Anyway, moving right along. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome, welcome, one and all. Um, let's jump right into it. Fulia, my darling Hi. dear, what have you been watching? Funnily enough, I actually watched some stuff this week. Nice. <laughs> um, so I went to the cinema for the first time this year and I went and saw Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Hey. It was actually really good. Nice. Got me a little teary-eyed. Oh. <laughs> uh, because of certain particular scenes. Um, but I will say the, so the animation style sort of changes up when it's an action sequence. And it's almost as if uh, it kind of reminded me of Into the Spider-Verse type of animation when there is an action sequence or when, you know, they're being chased or they're running or whatever. Um, and so you get that sort of animation style happening. But when it's back to just regular, like, conversations and stuff and slow movement scenes, the, um, the animation goes back to, you know, the usual... Um, DreamWorks animation for Shrek and stuff. So, yeah, okay. um, it was interesting. It was actually an interesting combination they went with, um, and I liked it. And um, the, there was a, the return of Kitty Soft Paws, <laughs> which was really cool. Um, but then there were also a lot of references without without saying they're from Disney, but Disney princesses. <laughs> Oh, okay. Or stories of Disney princesses without saying it's Disney. <laughs> well, it is a Shrek show. Yeah. <laughs> 
um a lot of yeah references to uh fantasy um sort of stories and um you know rhymes and just like it was interesting remember remember the the rhyme about what was his name the the kid that puts his thumb into a pie uh <laughs> Was, what Not was Tom his name, Thumb. Jack? I was going to say, is this a Tom Thumb? No. No. Was it Jack? Little Jack Horner? Yes. Yes. Little yes. Jack Horner is um, is the villain in this. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Interesting. I think that was in the promotionals. <laughs> no. I thought, it was, I thought there was like a wolf that, that people oh, online... Oh, there's a wolf. People yeah. online seem to be thirsting over it. Wow. The wolf is cool. Mm. A lot of whistling that kind of creeps you out a little. So I don't know how well the kids would have gone watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. It was just like this, like just this wolf sort of kind of like stalking puss, you know? And it was weird. It's an allegory for death. Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to say it, but okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, um, you know, he, he's going to, have a banana and eat a grandma and you know do all that <laughs> oh they make a reference to to a, you know a grandma and a wolf and lit red riding hood and stuff so yes but, and, and no no bananas in this one <laughs> no 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 bananas <laughs> but it was really interesting like overall this whole movie was based around anxieties and um Puss has a panic attack. Oh. <laughs> and that that got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact that he's down to his final life um, out of his nine lives, because, you know, cats have nine lives. Um, and, yeah, it was it was a good movie. It, like, story-wise, it was a good movie. Um I can now understand why it's been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, it's definitely worthy of its nomination. Great. Yeah. A um, couple other things that I have also been watching. Uh, so this week I started watching a Japanese um, series called The Makanai uh, cooking in the Maiko house. So essentially it's about two best friends who drop out of high school. They don't go to their senior year of high school. So they're 16 years old and they decide they want to go off and become Maiko, um, which is, uh, I suppose that the other term for it that everyone knows it is, is a geisha. Um, so they go off to a small town to become Maiko, but they have to, trained to become a Michael. Uh, one of them unfortunately does not have the skill to do it no matter how hard she tries um, and so the uh, the leading the mothers, that's what they're known as, they're the mothers of the house uh, tell her that she's she can't become a Michael because she's not doing any of the things right, like the dancing or the you know the movements or whatever it is um and so she ends up finding joy in, but in in cooking so she ends up becoming the the cook of the house essentially 
Right. Um, so she cooks for all the girls in the house who are becoming, who are going to become Michael. Uh, and it's a it's a really cute story, and I really like it. And I think I'm I'm about one or two episodes away from finishing um, the show. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's really interesting that this is something that actually um, that this is the way that mm, how they become a Michael. They actually train for like years to become one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it's a really interesting story and I really like it and there's some funny mov- there's some funny moments um, and there's some a um, little bit of little bit of drama but it's mainly it's mainly a comedy but it's it's really good so I do enjoy that um, and then the last thing that I will mention that I have watched uh, is I finally got around to watching being the Ricardos oh great yes. okay yes. what did you think uh, it was interesting. I had no idea that this was something that was happening in Lucille Ball's life mm. and that Desi was such a bastard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, was not expecting that. Uh, so it was really it was really interesting to um, to see how that all sort of panned out. And, it, and the movie was literally just about that particular part in their lives Mm -hmm. um nothing more they did a couple of like flashbacks to when they first met and stuff but um otherwise the the rest of the movie was generally about the stresses the uh you know all the news flashes and you know the breaking news about her in the newspapers and um yeah it was just really interesting that she was thought to be a communist and mm. yeah it was very intriguing um so i did i did enjoy it it was a very serious very serious um movie uh, more 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 drama not not nearly enough comedy at all no. so no. Oh, it is aaron um, sorkin mm. yeah but i did enjoy it regardless so but it was just it was just really interesting to learn about what actually happened during their lives in that Mm. particular time so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm glad i watched it (laughs) good good yeah and nicole kidman did a great job she was excellent yeah 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 Mm -hmm. it was really good yeah Mm. and that's all i've been watching (laughs) nice great great cool so now michael and i are probably going to start crying i don't know (laughs) but but michael what have you been oh i know what you're going to be crying about crying crying about frustration because i finished the second season of uh, legend of korra oh nice it was pretty epic wasn't it yeah okay did you not like (laughs) it as much as i did not really it's oh sort of um i don't know it's just arced me like uh, i wrote on the chat there's like really amnesia we're doing this oh yeah that yeah like i said replied to you like that i had the same reaction that that kind of pissed me off i'm like that's just lazy storytelling like <laughs> it's it's a la- lazy trope to like uh refactory set your char- your main character to learn about themselves and then I, I was just waiting for yeah and then the memory comes back and it's like, can we just like not do that? And if you're going to do that, just run run with it. Like actually having a character to um, basically build upon so- something else, so you can actually have a factory reset 
of a of a main character would that would be interesting because then you can compare but like both lives but they mm. didn't do that and then i remembered oh yeah it's a kid's show um <laughs> it's very shallow and yeah and i suppose the probably benefit of that is we got to learn the first avatar and how that came to be and i actually found that more interesting and yeah could we actually do a bit more of that, please? Because Korra is sort of a bit of an annoying character in a way. It's mm. uh, and by by the end, she's pretty much uh, kaiju god, uh, eight foot yeah. woman <laughs> with beams going out of her chest, and and yeah, and then the sort of love triangles annoying no please and i'm happy that they <laughs> broke up because they're not right for each other <laughs> she's absolutely no. horrible to him yeah I mean, he's a piece of shit himself but true still <laughs> and the car and and what's the car comic relief he annoyed me as well it's like no, oh, the other brother yeah. yeah can you not like kiss a woman <laughs> without consent when what are we what are we teaching our children <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that sort of thing it's like mm, okay yeah got nothing better to do okay um <laughs> yeah so mm, there's two more seasons halfway through hopefully it will get good <laughs> but i don't know if i was watching this like if it was on tv now i would say um i'm done after this. Wow. But, but now I know there's another two seasons. I'm just going to stick with it because there's there's like like twenty plus episodes left, and it's like, yeah. okay, I'll do it. And and next it's good. It's good. Comparing to Last Airbender, I mean, um, that that was good. I mean, I enjoyed that for what it was. I mean, I am a thirty year old man watching a kids show from fifteen plus years ago. And yeah, it was it was good. It was a good story. It was good. It was good world building, and that's why I, that's why I quite quite like the um, the first Airbender uh, sto- story line of the new uh, the main character le- learning about themselves as well as um, getting amnesia at the same time. So surely you didn't need the amnesia bit. Because mm. she yeah, basically learned everything the same. I mean, she could have been in a coma, and then she could have learnt learnt that. But yeah. the stakes of uh, not having a connection with the uh, past Airbenders is actually better than the ending of the first season, where <laughs> the in the same episode she lost her airbending, uh, she lost her bending, and then. A couple of minutes later, oh, she got it back again. I like the stakes in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so season three and season four to go. And nice. uh, next week I'll tell you about season three. Uh, also, this week I watched um, uh, the first episode of uh, The White Lotus. Because uh, ah. I actually I haven't seen it, so... I, so I thought, I've got binge, so I might watch something else rather than The Last of Us. So I thought, yeah, the binge, to see where this uh, th- this guy comes from. <laughs> the ma- yeah. uh, One of the main guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays a, a very smiley Basil Fawlty. 
so far. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, and also that's going good. I'm guessing it's probably um, a, a mystery of who the dead body is. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll keep you posted. I'll probably watch one each week and see how it goes. But okay. of, but of course, the thing that'll probably make us cry, as you said, Kendall. Yeah, we watched Last of Us, the the um, the bottle episode. <laughs> the bottle episode. Yeah, yes, can we? The bottle, can we, the bottle of wine. We should drink after watching it. Yeah, can we? Yes. Can we? Put a line in the sand that bottle episodes are good. Oh yeah, <laughs> if they're and, done, if they're done right, yes. And it's not a criticism. I mean, sure, the the story goes for these ca- these characters that we are introduced and and fell in love with uh, is basically to further on the plot for the main characters to get a car and that's it. And also and also just to have a shower and a bath so yeah yeah but yeah i really enjoyed this one and i stand by what i said this is probably the best tv show of 2013 (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because that's what i agree and yeah it's it was heartfelt it was emotional and you just felt goo at the end of it because I did cry three separate times in this in oh. this TV show, mm-hmm. and such a loving relationship between yeah. between these two characters, and yeah, it's and I thought you know Nick Offerman, I thought yeah we're gonna have a couple of yucks in this in this world of devastation and, and sadness, but they made it more sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. It's actually it's a good little episode to actually just watch like by itself. It's not necessarily yeah. gory or anything like that. So fully, no. you, if you just want to watch this particular episode, I suppose the only grim thing is the uh, is the the uh, the uh, mass grave scene. It's, pro- it's probably the most horrific thing that you could probably Heavy. take. And yeah, just watch it for for. These two relation, these these two just falling in love and loving each other so hardly, and yeah, it's it's gay representation at its best, and yeah, yes, mm. yeah, cool. So I shall I start start my my bit now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I uh. I left this for last, of course. Because yes. Yeah. Segway. Segways. Segways. Yes, yeah, so Oh man. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this episode and how good it was. Um yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Like um yeah, for for someone who's only just recently kind of engaged with The Last of Us in general, like cuz I've been still watching the the playthrough. Um, which I got, I got through a little bit more of that this week. Um, so I'm at the end of summer now, um, <laughs> which is I think about halfway through, I passed halfway through the game. I'm pa- yeah, I must, I think I'm past halfway. I think I'm like two thirds of the way through. But there's more tragedy on the way. So Sheesh. Gonna- <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> oh, oh boy, 
What's really oh, great is I am going to play this because it comes out on Steam in in March. Oh, great. So definitely buy that for Good. my birthday. It's been delayed. Has oh. it? Yeah. Mm, how much? I don't know. Oh, they've well, just, all I they've know just is I heard the news that it's, it's been delayed. Oh, that's that sad. Well, as long as it's good that they're actually working on it for PC, though. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of PlayStation games that are slowly coming out uh, on PC. So there are mm. like PlayStation exclusive games that you can get on Steam right now. Okay, like Spider Man. That's good to know. Mm. Um. Anyway, yes. Um. Yeah. I just was floored by this this episode. This is like one of the greatest. Uh, pieces of tv i've ever seen um it was just like this show is just i can't i i don't understand why it's this good (laughs) i don't i can't comprehend how like the fact that they're doing it and it's this good um and taking these characters that are such a small portion of the game i'm not gonna spoil like what you know bill and frank are like in the game versus in the, the show but it is different um, and they both present two kind of opposing worldviews in a way. Um, but I'm so glad the show had the opportunity to expand into their story, their relationship, and just rip our hearts from our chest. <laughs> and it also adds to the relationship uh, that Joel has. Yeah, with, definitely. With his sort of... um relationships between Ellie and and with other people as well and where Tess, he is yeah. and yeah and where he is at this present time so it does help that story yeah for sure like it's not it's not just a, an isolated event really it is very much connected to uh the overall development of our main characters and um their story and what they're going through but just yeah one of probably the most romantic and beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm so glad it's a queer relationship. Like that makes me like so fucking happy. Um, and yeah, it was so beautifully done. Um, Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett, like hats off to you. Murray Bartlett's Australian. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's an Auss- Aussie bloke. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. I was trying to pick it because in the white Lotus, he does have his, somewhat of his accent but i thought is he uh, kiwi is he doing a kiwi accent because it's more upward inflection and it's like yeah right. so he's australian okay. so yeah he's an yeah he's an aussie and um yeah their, their their performances were devastating um and they yeah were just beautiful together and uh yeah there was literally a time when i was uh sobbing <laughs> sobbing like heaving uh, and, uh, literally like not yelling at the TV, but I was like, I don't want this. I was just like saying to the TV, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. I mean, yes, I'm very happy for it, but I don't want it. Take it away. I don't want this. Like it was so I don't want to be challenged. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just so fucking heartbreaking, but it's so beautiful. And it's just such, I think the the greatest thing about it is the fact that it's like a show about the end of the world. And yet these two men found each other. And got to have live life, you know, live, and they got to live a life. The fact that there is still humanity that can persevere and and 
be beautiful in this, in this awful time. Uh, I just loved, uh, just, it's just so poetic and it's, uh, yeah, I just fucking loved it. It was amazing. Like, yeah. So yeah, I cried a lot and I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch that episode again. Cause it's brutal. Um, yeah, but yeah, fantastic. So bring on more of the last of us. Um, I can't wait to see how, uh, yeah, they do the, the rest of what I've seen so far, but, yep. um, yeah. One third of the way through. Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah six episodes to go. So, mm. yes. Anyway, moving on to other things. Um, speaking of Australian uh, actors, I went to the movies this week and I saw Tar, oh. uh, which is Kate uh, Blanchett's latest uh, Oscar-nominated performance, um, and it was awesome. Um, I really liked it very different kind of film in terms of the way it told its story because it doesn't really give you what the story is up front. You kind of have to piece it together as you're watching. So that was really interesting. Like, the script is fantastic. Um, and visually, it's incredible as well. Um, but, like, it's 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 the Kate Blanchett show. It's the tour de force of her, like, I, yeah... Sorry, Michelle Yeoh, but I want Kate to win. <laughs> I would love Michelle Yeoh. I would love Michelle Yeoh to win because she deserves it. But I, like, yeah, Kate Blanchett became this woman. Like, like this is not a real person. Like, um, I thought for some reason I thought Lydia Tarr was a real person. Like this because this, the way the movie was marketed and sort of it, it, it really puts you in puts this person, this fictional person in our world because they mention the pandemic and they mention, um, you know, lots of significant uh, things in terms of, um, you know, musical achievements that exist in our own world and real people are intermingling and all this. So it's just, it's very immersive as well in that sense. Um, So, yeah, I, I think I can be forgiven for thinking half a second she was a real person, but, like, it really helps to sell, yeah, uh, Kate's, delivery on this one and i was yeah gripped um with everything she was doing it was amazing um but yeah very very i don't yeah it's a bizarre it's a bizarre movie but in a great way like i just yeah i thought it was yeah visually arresting and uh yeah just um yeah really really cool so i highly recommend people watch tar uh and then i think i'll close out with saying that um just out of pure coincidence, this is not, I did not do this intentionally. So, you know, last week we did that trailer for um, the ghost, David Harbour is a ghost movie. I forgot what it's called. Um, we Have a Ghost, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and how that's directed by Christopher Landon, who I kind of touted as, you know, being this, you know, pretty good uh, master of comedy and horror because I really liked Freaky and I said I'm oh I haven't seen I still haven't seen the Happy Death Day movies well guess what Kendall watched this week Happy Death Day <laughs> the Happy yeah. Death Day movies yeah, um, one, one and two because yeah one and two because for the longest time I couldn't find them on streaming and uh, yeah I was scrolling through Amazon Prime and there was the first one I was like hell yeah let's go um, yeah and it's literally Groundhog Day with as a slasher like it's it is it is exactly what it says in in the trailer <laughs> on, the <tin. laughs> on the tin yeah um and i i was really impressed and kind of fell in love with the the lead actress jessica roth um she does such a fantastic job she starts off as this despicable woman who 
is definitely, you know, not, not, not the best of people. And you can see, you, you kind of like to see her get killed at first. Um, but she wins you over by the time the movie is done. Um, and it has so much fun with itself. The cast is really good. Um, the music's great. Bear McCreary does the score for both of them. Um, and I actually liked number two more than number one. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number. I know. I, th- I, yeah, usually sequels are not, not as good, but I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I definitely, I got more fun out of it. Cause number two is definitely less on the horror side. It's definitely more a comedy and there's also elements of sci-fi, uh, in there. Um, so, which I found really interesting and fascinating, but yeah. So they kind of turned the, they turned the premise on its head and, uh, in a really, inventive way um it didn't entirely stick the landing for me because there was a post-credit scene that kind of like undercut a little bit of it for me and i was like oh okay i see what you're trying to do you're having you're being fun you're having fun but i i didn't really i didn't really care for it but but the movie as a whole before the credits like i even actually cried at one point which was i'm yep the last thing i expected (laughs) <laughs> and and it, and it and it had been days after I'd seen The Last of Us, so I was not affected by that <laughs> emotional mm-hmm. response. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I recommend if you're a fan like Mike, you might enjoy. If you haven't seen them, um, you might actually get something out of it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought they were really clever and uh, very entertaining. So yeah, Happy Death Day one and two. Get around it. Um, nice. Cool. Well. Yes. All right. Well, that will do it for our weekly watchings, because now it's time to dive in to the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, yes, Nerdy News time. So we have some pretty exciting things to discuss. Starting up top with, we finally have our first glimpse at James Gunn and Peter Safran's DCU. Um, James Gunn made a big announcement on social media, the interwebs during the week, um, and unveiled pretty much the plan. Um, at least for their first chapter, which they've called Gods and Monsters. Um, so that's really cool. Um, now, he also kind of touched on the th- other things, you know, DC-related things that are already in the works and, um, you know, mentioned, uh, I thought was worth mentioning, he, that he talked about The Flash briefly and saying it's a good movie and all this. So that's nice um, to have that confirmation. Um, and then, yeah, also a confirmation of um, uh, Joker 2 and uh, the Batman 2 being Elseworlds. Um, so That's from the comics. Yeah, exactly, which I, was, I thought was a nice little reference. Um, yeah, so um, once he got into what's coming after The Flash, because he mentioned quite, you know, he made a point to say that The Flash is going to be a hard reset. Um, so that's also now being confirmed. I mean, we all kind of thought that was going to be the case anyway, but it's nice to know we were right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in terms of the connected universe, this is going to be, 
I'm wondering if this is even going to be more connected than the MCU in terms of the interconnectivity here, because he specifically said movies, TV shows, and video games um, are all going to be connected in this universe. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to pan out. But um, we got a release date for Superman Legacy. So this is the Superman movie um, that, you know, is not starring Henry Cavill, but the internet kind of crapped its pants over, which is fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, so Superman Legacy, um, written by James Gunn, uh, is coming out on the 11th of July, 2025, um, and is going to focus, of course, on uh, a younger Superman uh, who is balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. After that, we've got The Authority. Um Wildstorm characters, I don't even know who they are, but um, we'll, they will be joining the DCU as members of the Authority uh, take matters into their own hands to do what they believe is right. So I've never even heard of the Authority before, so I'm, you know, two thumbs up for me. Let's let's go for new content. Um, this was probably, the next thing was probably one of the most exciting things. Uh, they're making The Brave and the Bold, uh, developing that as a live action film, which will introduce... Um, Batman and Robin, uh, Damian Wayne is coming into live action. Very, very exciting. I can't wait to see how this pans out, especially because it's based, of course, based slash inspired by Grant Morrison's run. Um, he's, you know, very prolific DC writer, so that's very cool. Um, I think the thing that fascinated me the most is probably this next thing, though. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um... This is apparently a recent comic book run um, uh, by uh, Tom King. Um, so this is going to kind of tackle a, a version of Supergirl that we haven't really seen before. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of cool uh, cool to hear see more of that a different take on Supergirl. Like we've pretty much only had we've only had two Supergirls. Uh, we were about to have a third one. I don't even know if she's going to be in the Flash still, but she might be. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to see something that's a bit bit left of center, maybe a bit darker. Um, Swamp Thing is coming back. I don't know if it's going to have any kind of connection to the failed TV series. Probably not, but uh, apparently it's going to be investigating the, the dark origins of the character um, uh, in, a, in a film. So that's really, really cool. Uh, as for TV series, we've got Creature Commandos. Uh, it's an animated show uh, in which Amanda Waller creates a black ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Um, and James Gunn was the head writer on that. Um, speaking of Amanda Waller, we are getting a Viola Davis starring series called Waller um, and is going to uh, feature Team Peacemaker. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be a instead of Peacemaker Season 2 or as well as. Um, I don't think that was confirmed. It'll be like um, Bubba Fett, without being Bubba Fett. Yeah, 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 true. Um, but yeah, that's I'm really excited for that. We got we're getting Booster Gold. That's happening. Um, I'm, hopefully, we can put put Nathan Fillion up there for that one, but probably not going to happen. Um, so I'm excited for that. Lanterns. This is huge. We're getting Green Lanterns TV show. I think this was something that it was already in the works though. Um, but it sounds really cool. It's basically going to be a cop show um, starring John Stewart and Hal Jordan as they kind of traverse the universe, the galaxy. and Space uh, cops. Yeah, space cops um, uncovering a dark mystery. Um, and Galactus. then 
Yeah, Galactus. Um, and then another another really cool thing uh, is uh, Paradise Lost. This is going to be based in uh, Themyscira, which is, of course, where uh, Wonder Woman, Diana, comes from. Um, but I think it's going to take place before Diana's time, from what I could kind of assume from this. Um, but it's kind of going to be, people are saying it's going to be like a Game of Thrones style sort mm. of a, a show with like the political intrigue and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so like that's cool. Like hundreds of years before civilization. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. So it's really, really fascinating. So I am like so on board with all of these ideas um, in terms of the TV and the film stuff. I haven't looked into the, the games just yet. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think we're in for a good time. I'm, I, yeah, I like the, I like the fact that we seem to be getting stories like, yeah, we're getting things like Brave and the Bold, which are pretty popular amongst fans already. But like I said, I've never heard of the authority. I don't really know anything about Swamp Thing. Um, I've never even heard of this run about Supergirl, which is, you know, different. Um, and, you know, Creature Commandos, uh, and yeah, and like backstory on Themyscira, like that's just going to be epic. So, um, bring it on, I say, bring it, bring it the fuck on. So, Michael, I'll throw it to you. Um, you're probably uh, the, the bigger DC fanboy than myself. Um, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about these announcements? Uh, it's a good reset. I mean, uh, setting up the the main players for the Justice League, like having having a Superman as well, well as Wonder Woman and Batman, and then some other things just to introduce us to the actual universe that they're creating before getting down to the nitty gritty of diff- different um, uh, individual stories uh, with the individuals themselves, like. Like the lanterns, we're learning more about the lanterns with with uh, this buddy cop movie, and I think uh, James Gunn said it will be like a true detective sort sort of thing, um, and how they they go about their day of doing something cosmic as well as doing all these other teams as well, and the Waller thing is pretty interesting because that is a bit of a leftover from the uh, previous universe that we. Uh, mm. That we looked at, so maybe soft reboot for that one. But we've also got the um, Elseworlds. Uh, Else, no, yeah, Elseworlds. It's a weird thing to say. And um, yeah, probably my biggest because I am a Batman fan, and I think it's really. Uh, it's really good to actually set up a Batman without being a main Batman thing. I mean, the title doesn't have Batman in it. It's Brave and the Bold, and it's introducing the Bat family. So, mm. so we'll get to see like all all the other uh, Batman family, as well as Nightwing, as well as Barbara, and 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 all the others. And Damien Wayne um, is a very interesting Robin. Uh, he is the legitimate son of uh, of Bruce Wayne and mm. and and uh, Talia Al Ghul, not Rachel Al Ghul. <laughs> He's a man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love Last of Us, but they couldn't have a children. <laughs> um, yeah. So considering this would ha- have um, Batman in the in the background, it will be more more of the relationship between Batman and Robin. And we haven't really had much of 
Robin being in with Batman. I mean, we've had Batman and Robin, but that was a clusterfuck of stupid shit. And yeah, and the original first comic, he had he had Robin, so it it will be great to actually see a live action version of a of a kid, Robin, uh, who <laughs> whose backstory is basically he was uh, raised by assassins. So it will be um, uh, Batman giving like the gentle arm. It's like no, you don't have to be. You don't have to be like that. And yeah, and Rob and and Damien. Well, his name is Damien, so he's a bit bit of a bit of a handful, as well as trying to kill everything and everyone at the same time. <laughs> so I'm very looking forward to that one, uh, especially. And yeah, it just looks like it's it's uh, in good hands, and I, I have faith of it being um, a good. Uh, adversary for Marvel because there is that I want to be challenged and I don't get that with Marvel. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fair. That's yeah. very fair. I mean, Marvel can be for the kids. I mean, DC is for the adults. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see dark and gritty, but I don't want to see that with a Superman because he is the hope that we need. Exactly. Yeah, we can't we can't make Superman. As Batman. <laughs> nope. Doesn't work. Uh, but, but it was gritty and... No, that's not what, that's not what Superman is for. It's for the hope. It's, it's the goodness. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's, it's everything. And it looks like in this story, it will be great of actually see, seeing a Superman that would actually, you know, work well within the universe that they're creating. Uh, I mean, Henry Cavill... He's a good Superman, but not when it's uh, in that particular universe because in the second story that they did was the death of Superman, which could have been set later on down the track, but... Don't remind me. We are where we are. So We are. And that's it. I'm, <sighs> I'm enjoying. And it's only chapter one, so we'll probably get yeah. even more chapters down the track. I, I think mean, so. He did... He did say at the end of uh, January it, we would know something. So, hmm. Yes, and there's Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Comic Con's gonna be gonna be sick. Um. Yeah. He did. He did say that was all he could say for now as well. So there there are other announcements. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. That are coming down the pike. So that's something to look forward to. Um. All right, let's jump on into our next item, which is Star Wars related. Um, This week, uh, Lucasfilm announced um, that we're going to be getting Star Wars Visions Volume 2 on May the 4th. So Star Wars Day, of course. Um, And (laughs) yes, makes a lot of sense. So that'll be on Disney Plus for your viewing pleasure on that day. Um, so we're getting uh, nine new animated shorts from nine new studios. Um, and they also announced the titles um, of and the directors of every single one, which I will now read out for you. Mm. So we've got Sith, uh, directed by Rodrigo Blas um, from the animation studio El Guriri, um, which is from Spain. Um, then we have, uh, Screech's Reach, directed by Paul Young, 
from the Irish Studio Cartoon Saloon. Uh, next one, In the Stars, directed by Gabriel Osorio uh, from Chile's Punko Robot, or Punk Robot, if I can speak properly, Punk Robot. Uh, I Am Your Mother is the next one, directed by Magdalena Osinska um, of Ardman Studios. Um, <laughs> I, that, that is the one I am most looking forward to seeing. Um, Plenty of cheese, Grummy. <laughs> uh, Journey to the Dark Head by Hyongyun Park uh, from Studio Mia, which is out of South Korea. The Spy Dancer, uh, directed by Julian Cheng from Studio La Cachette, uh, France, of course. Uh, the Bandits of Golak by Ishan Shuk- uh, Shukla uh, from 88 Pictures uh, out of India. Uh, Owl's Song by Nadia Darez, I'm going to say that wrong, and Daniel Clark uh, by Triggerfish, um, and they're out of South Africa. And then the final one is The Pit, uh, directed by Leandre Thomas and Justin Ridge um, from, and I'm going to butcher this too, um, Dart Shatat, not Shatagio, that's terrible, Kendall, sorry, uh, in a co-production with Lucasfilm. So that's the Japanese uh, animation studio um, collaborating with uh, Lucasfilm on that last one. So, yeah, I don't think we know too much what each story is going to be about, but as I said, I'm most looking forward to I Am Your Mother because I'm a big fan of Aardman um, and their work and, you know, stop animation is uh, an art form in and of itself so uh, I look forward to seeing how that will translate in terms of a Star Wars story um, but yeah I really liked Visions Volume 1 so I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what kind of stories we're going to get uh, and animation styles we're going to get out of this um, Fulia as our resident animation queen on this show yes. and also big Star Wars fan um, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about this you looking forward to this oh, I'm looking really forward to uh, visions um i really enjoyed the first volume it was a lot of fun to watch and just seeing the different variations of animation styles coming out of different studios was just really refreshing to mm. see um and so i'm really looking forward to seeing new animation styles from other studios and it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's just gonna be like visually appealing i'd say mm. um so yeah, can't wait for this. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, nice. Have you heard of any of these other um, studios before? Do any of the names ring a bell to you? I mean, Ardman's probably the only one that sort of comes to mind, but mm-hmm. the other ones I haven't really heard of. I'm not the type of person who really looks into studios. Okay. Um, in terms of like animations, I mean, the ones that are obvious they're mentioned a lot so that's why it sticks to me like studio ghibli um but um the rest of those animation studios you know i'm a little bit ignorant so (laughs) i apologize if i don't know them but no that's okay um, i was just asking after after watching after watching these episodes um depending on what they're their art styles like in the episode i might actually look into other things that they have created in the past so yeah yeah we'll see how we go yeah it's a good it's a good introduction to to all these different studios i think and it's nice to have these smaller 
you know, groups of creative people having a, a spotlight shone on them um, through the yeah exactly yeah and it's um and it's a it's definitely a way to showcase their art style so that if you do enjoy them you can look into some of the stuff that they've done absolutely so that's definitely why I like looking forward to watching these because it'll give me a sense of what their style of uh, animation is like not just about the visual aspect of it but mm-hmm. also the way they tell the story as well yeah for sure for yeah. sure very well said. Um, Michael, um, are you, you looking forward to Visions Volume 2? Uh, I think so. Um, I did enjoy the first season and, and what what that entails because it was something new and different. And, um, yeah, and looks like uh, they're expanding not just to Japan, they're, they're going over the world. So maybe next time do an Australian one. You yeah. Know? Do some Ludo production, you know, the guys that do Bluey, so we can get Bluey, oh. Bluey Star Wars. Bluey Star Wars, let's, <laughs> let's go. Or well, what's that, um, uh, hold on, uh, yeah, Yo, uh, Yo Ram Gross, um, studios that is now turned into Flying, Flying Bark Studios, uh, productions. Okay. Uh, they they did uh, the the adventures of Blinky Bill back in the day. Ah, yay, Blinky Bill! Yeah, so <laughs> well, you do something like that. Yeah, or I don't know, maybe maybe even uh, Annie Munch should do some Star Wars. Shout out to Annie Munch. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Yes, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very looking forward to this, and um, and well, I'm expecting they'll do like some sort of animation sort of thing uh not necessarily in the vein of wallace and gromit but it would be funny <laughs> yeah 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 stop motion animation yeah chicken yes. run chicken awesome. run yeah <laughs> sean the sheep timmy time <laughs> bit young I don't want. I don't want to be a moisture farmer. I don't like blue milk. Ah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I was searching for a joke and I I, I found one and it wasn't great. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gromit. I have the high ground. <laughs> there you go. There you That's go. That's better. That's better. That's better. Uh, all right. Yeah. So can't wait. May the fourth. Let's bring it on. Um, next. In the news, I can't even with this. I get to talk about Michael Jackson again, again, forever and always. So much, Michael Jackson. So much. So, our questions have been answered. Answered. We actually have uh, the 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 actor who is going to be portraying uh, Michael in the upcoming biopic of the same name, and it's a very interesting choice and one that kind of. I think I'm okay with now because at first I was unsure, but now I think I'm like, you know, no, this could be good. There's, there's, there's potential for good. So basically for those who don't know, Jafar Jackson, uh, who is actually one of Michael's nephews, uh, he's Jermaine's, one of Jermaine's sons. He's going to be playing Michael in this, uh, biopic. Um, I don't know if he has any acting experience, um, but you know the Jackson family had they're obviously very talented in terms of their artistry, and um, you know some of them have dabbled in acting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, most notably Janet Jackson. Um, and, you know, so I there's definitely potential there. But the fact that, like, yeah, he, lo- he kind of looks a little like MJ, like a little bit, like, you know, in, in that. Like, so I don't think they're going to have to do any kind of stretch to make him look like him at least so that's that's good we don't have to worry about the looks department because that's one of the things i was concerned about um but it also kind of raises the question of of how encompassing uh the life you know uh, mj's life they're going to actually do because jafar is only 26 um and i know makeup is a thing that exists as well but who knows we don't know what the story is, but um, I was very relieved just to see the reaction from not only the fans um, in the fan community, they were very, very happy with this, uh, from what I can tell uh, just initially, um, uh, but but the family. Um, the fact that the family are behind this casting decision, like all of them on, were on social media, on Instagram, tweeting and on Facebook, just saying like, this is, this is a great choice. Um, you know, we're, we're behind uh, Jafar 110%. Uh, and yeah, apparently, I can't remember which family member said it, but someone said that he he's he kind of has been emulating Michael a lot anyway. Like he's, apparently he's quite good. Um, so that also helps quite a bit. Um, so yeah, and then there's the fact that th- this was the fact that I remembered that actually gave me hope was the fact that uh, years ago, straight out of Compton, um, uh, Ice Cube's son played Ice Cube in the movie, and it was amazing. Um, he did an incredible job. So uh, there's definitely precedent for this working out, at least. So I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic, but probably more leaning on the optimistic side. Because um, as much as I was looking forward to seeing what they would do with the casting in terms of fi- maybe finding an unknown performer or actor to take up this insane role um yeah it's interesting and i think a little promising yeah that they've they've picked a family member um but it's a huge weight for this this kid to have on his shoulders though uh to play his his uncle who is you know one of the greatest to ever do it so um yeah fingers are crossed we'll see how it goes um folia do you have any thoughts on on jafar jackson uh cast as michael uh I mean, I'll, I'll definitely echo your last sentiment. He's got a lot of pressure on him to portray his uncle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the fact that I don't think I've ever really heard of him in terms of, like, films or TV in any way um, in, for his acting skills, so I'm not sure how it'll go. But if he's been mimicking uh, a lot of, you know, Michael's... Um, you know, behavior and all that sort of stuff in terms of like his personality. Uh, I, I don't see why he couldn't pull it off. Um, especially because he's already, because he's blood related, he's, he's gonna, he kind of looks like him already. So, Mm. um, you know, the, the little bit of makeup that'll definitely cement the look will definitely work. Um, but yeah, I think it just all comes down to the performance. So for sure, um, you know, maybe once we see a trailer, we might actually sort of get a sense of what we're to expect. Um, but yeah, look, props to him. But yeah, 
a big weight on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Michael, do you have any thoughts about Jafar Jackson's casting? Um, having uh, a member member of the family like portraying um, someone from the member of the family is it's uh, it's it's also it, it is a good thing because you've been hearing like stories from that relative for majority of your life, so. So it would help in that front. Um, so it's sort of a nepotism sort of done right, really. Mm. And the the only thing I can actually think about is uh, Elizabeth Sladen, who played uh, Sarah Jane in Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. I get to mention Doctor Who in your fa- hey. favorite, favorite segment, Kendall. Yes, uh, I love it. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Sladen, um, unfortunately, passed away in... Uh, 2011 I think it was and so it, it left like a big hole in 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 uh, Doctor Who especially she was doing like the Sarah Jane adventures on TV as well as doing um, big finish audio adventures as well so uh, a couple of years went by and they decided hey uh, her daughter uh, Sadie Miller um, would you like to portray your mum as uh, Sarah Jane. It's like, yeah, I'll see see how this goes. And she's been um, doing it ever since. So it's sort of a grey area of um, uh, is it, like, disrespectful for her memory or anything like that to portray a character that's still going on. Uh, but some people like it, some people don't, but you can choose not to listen to it if you want. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Um, I have no qualms over this um, casting, suge- um, casting, not suggestion, but it is happening. So this casting, um, yeah, um, hopefully he'll do a good job because I'm not sure if he's had any acting experience or whatsoever. So he's sort of learning on the job. So who knows if who knows. So. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, it's too early to tell. Yeah, you guys are right, but um, we can only hope that it, it works out for him. I reckon. Mm. Um, mm, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, the Michael biopic starts filming later this year, so um, we'll have more news on that. I can guarantee you. Um, and lastly, in the nerdy news this week, we got some gaming news that was uh, a bit of a surprise, to, at least to me, just as, as someone who isn't uh, actively a, a part of the gaming community. Um, but uh, Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo are all uh, not going to be appearing at E3 this year, um, which so kind of begs the question... Why should why should E3 even be going ahead? <laughs> it kind of feels like if almost as if like uh, Marvel Studios, Warner Brothers, and Sony decided to like skip uh, skip San Diego Comic Con. Like that's the kind of level of this. At least that's how it feels to me. Um, but for more on maybe unpacking the behind the scenes of this, hopefully, um, or explaining in some sense, because I'm confused. Fulia, my darling, um, <laughs> yes. can you enlighten us on, uh, on why this has happened and, or, or why maybe it has happened? Okay. So with this, so E3 is coming back to its physical event 
uh, for the first time in four years. Yeah. Four years that hasn't happened physically and they've been trying to put it out digitally. Now, last year, there was no E3 at all, mm. like not even digital. They, mm-hmm. they skipped 2022 um, for, uh, for presenting gaming-related uh, news and announcements and whatever. So all the main... All the major uh, major companies decided to do their own thing throughout the year. Now, Nintendo have been doing their Nintendo Directs uh, online, and this is where everybody usually gets their Nintendo news. Um, so, and that's been working for them quite nicely. Uh, Xbox has also been doing their own sort of similar thing where they've been making their own announcements online as well, um, where they're doing their own videos and live events. Um, and Sony is sort of doing the same thing in terms of, you know, announcing all of their, uh, gaming news as well via, um, you know, via video live events, but mostly through blog posts lately, (laughs) which hasn't really been great, especially for all the big news announcements, you know, PSVR 2 and, you know, PlayStation Plus announcements of games that are coming to the subscription service have been gone through blog posts, which hasn't really, like, no real way of hyping up these, you know, these games and stuff for for players to look forward to. Don't know why they've decided to go with the blog post, but anyway. Um, but I think the main reason why they're probably not going is because of the fact that they are already doing their own thing online um, and it's working for them. And right. so there's no real need for them to be at E3. And not to mention that I, I feel like E3 is kind of slowly failing um, since this whole thing situation happened. Um, the fact that they haven't had a live event for so long. Yeah. Um, and they're not real. I, I suppose the big three companies, they're just not as confident in the event as much in, in terms of ha- being, uh, being represented there. So it's probably why they're not going to be there. Um, I'm, this is just me sort of guessing uh, mm. as, to, <laughs> as to why. Through, a, through an IGN article that I've just sort of been skimming through, um, the Xbox CEO Phil Spencer said that the platform holder is timing its showcase with E3 at a moment convenient for press and even customers at the event, meaning it's likely to roughly align with the event itself. Uh, and Xbox's public support for E3 and the Entertainment Software Association. However, IGN understands that Xbox won't have a booth on the show floor. So, um, the, it's just, it is, it is shocking that they're not going to be there, but at the same time, it's not, um, given that this event hasn't happened for so long. Mm. Uh, but, um, it also jeopardizes the, it also jeopardizes E3 as well. <laughs> yeah. As to what's the point of even having the event now. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like when I went to PAX last year. So here in Australia, PAX. And none of the big three were there represented either. Oh. 
they weren't there. Nintendo, Xbox, or PlayStation were not represented at PAX last year oh. um, here in Australia, which surprised me. But uh, the the main thing that I did see at PAX was a lot of indie game developers. Mm-hmm. So that was a really great way to showcase the indie game developers, at least, and their upcoming games. So it gave them more of a platform to showcase their um, their games that are about to come out or that are in development. Uh, so maybe this E3 could go in that route as well in terms of representing more indie game developers. Um, but, you know, in saying that, I just, I don't know... I don't know how long E3 is going to last, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it kind of seems like they shot themselves in the foot by not having an event last year, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the the major, like, they're, they're known as the big three yeah. uh, gaming companies. They, they usually got some form of booth represented at E3. Um, but, yeah, they're just... Uh, yeah, just it just seems like E3 is not not gonna go so well this year, and whether or not it's going to continue after this year, it remains to be seen. So. Yeah, well, it looks like yeah. they're they're not putting they're not putting the three in E3 this year. That's for sure. Um, mm. Michael, um, uh, yeah, do you have any any thoughts, any theories uh, around this, or how are you feeling? Uh, probably two things. Um, what uh, Fulia said uh, it could be changed to sort of more promoting sort of the indie side of gaming, uh, give them a leg up. And I think um, gamers, in, in a way, would actually probably support that because they they do like a variety and not just for the main three. Um, and also uh, with the sort of pushing back of the um, just a uh, clarification for the uh, Last of Us, um, uh, La- Last of Us game on Steam. Uh, it's pushed back three weeks, but it's still in March. It's just oh, okay. End- it's just the end of March, not the start. Okay, of March. not the start of March. Interesting. Yeah. So either way, I'm going to play it. <laughs> nice. And cry. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> and shooting zombies. Shooting zombies. You know what I found out though. Just to sidebar for a second, I found out that the finale of The Last of Us the is airing. The finale is airing on the same day as the ninety-fifth Academy Awards. Oh, I'm Enjoy. in trouble. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's a problem for me and probably only me. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, any any other thoughts, Michael, or shall we uh, move on? That's it news? for me. That's it from you. Lovely. All right. That's the nerdy news for this week, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, it's trailer park time. Um, so, starting this week, we have another movie, another project starring two of our favourites, uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. This is a film that looks like a bit of a dark comedy or dramedy called Moving On. Um, and I, I think the movie, I think there's a good movie in here. I just did not like the trailer and <laughs> the mm. way it was... 
It was not a good trailer. It was poorly edited together. Uh, the music was lackluster. Um, I couldn't get a clear sense of what the story was or like why exactly uh, Jane Fonda's willing to kill Malcolm McDowell. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, so I was just a bit confused from this trailer, but I, I think I think there's definitely a good movie somewhere underneath because um, I, I was enjoying, I mean, as we all tend to do, the scenes with the two ladies together. Um, I just like the little gag about um, her having a cyanide pill that she was saving for the for the enemy or whatever she said, and she's like, you can have that if you want. Mm. Um, so there's lots of little really, like, nice, uh, yeah, one-liners uh, in this, and... I mean, you know, randomly Richard Roundtree's in this movie as well, which I think is pretty cool. Um, the OG Shaft. Uh, and, you know, Malcolm McDowell is is, is a, a very talented performer. So, uh, yeah, it's a good cast. Um, I just needed a better trailer for this one because, yeah, as it stands, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. Um, I, will fi- I will close my thoughts by saying Jane Fonda looks amazing in this. Like, I love... I know she's had, like, the same hairstyle for the last 20 years, but for some reason in this trailer it's, like, different and she's got glasses and she's, like, looking fierce. She's slaying. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy. So, yeah. Um, hopefully it's a good one. I hope so. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I don't really have much more to say. Fulia, um, how did this one sit with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I was... The, the, the trailer wasn't really put together very well. <laughs> no. Uh, it just jumped around a lot. Yeah. And it kind of confused me. And I'm like, wait, huh? What? Are they going to kill him because of what they... they? For my, my thought was that the widower was um, the person who killed the wife. And that's why they were after him. And I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit confusing. Yeah, so I wasn't sure what was happening, but apparently um, it's just that he messed with them like decades ago, uh, and so now they want to plot their revenge against him. <laughs> yeah, and but it's really nice to see uh, Jane Fonda and, and Lily Tomlin back together again after doing Grace and Frankie. Um, and I feel like this is kind of going to be a similar sort of situation in terms of their characters um, where, you know, Jane Fonda's got the more sort of the serious character and Lily's the bit more quirky, um, which is exactly how they were in <laughs> Grace and Frankie. Mm. <laughs> and it was a lot, a lot of good fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree in the sense that there is a movie in this. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, Moving on to Michael. Yes, yeah. Michael. What did, what did you think? Do you, are you in agreement with us? Yeah, just convoluted and trying to work it out. Except for if they say it, then what's the point of watching the movie? Yeah, I suppose they're trying to get the intrigue, and it's like, why do they want to kill kill this person? Mm. It's like, uh, and just two oxygenarians trying to kill someone. Is is that enticing to you? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if 
it's a good trailer to start with. Mm. Like it's only the first one, so maybe they'll do something in the second one that they'll grasp your attention. But at the moment, it's not doing it. Not doing it for me. Mm. Like mm, whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. when is this movie going to pass us by, Kendall? Yes. Well, um, for us, it doesn't have an Australian release date. So, oh, what a shame. Um, what a shame. Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, we'll be in theatres uh, in the US of A on the 17th of March. Moving on. And moving on uh, <laughs> to our next trailer. Uh, and it is the first trailer for the sequel that I suppose was inevitable. It's Murder Mystery 2. Um, I still haven't watched the first one. I wasn't really interested in watching that because I am of the firm belief that Adam Sandler has passed his comedy heyday and should just make dramatic things now because he seems to be doing well in the drama sphere now. Um, and I just, I yeah, not a fan. But anyway, Jennifer Aniston, I would watch this for her because she's, you know, fantastic. She's Jennifer Aniston. But um, I kind of like, I liked her in this trailer quite a bit. Um, especially when she was, you know, they're in that scene in the van and she's like, there's this kerfuffle going on and she's like, I don't want to kill anybody again. And then she accidentally like skewers a dude with a hammer or something. An um, axe. An axe. Yeah. It was an axe. Yeah. I thought Action. that was quite, back of the head. I thought that was quite <laughs> funny. The way, the way she, the way she reacted to that was very, very comedic. Uh, so uh, I got a, got a bit of a giggle. Um, yeah. And Mark Strong because you know you can't go I love Mark Strong. I know. You can't go wrong with a bit of strong. Um yeah. yeah. Who's Mark a, Strong? You know who Mark Strong is, really? He's in the Kingsman movies. He he was uh the villain of the first Sherlock Holmes movie with RDJ. Um he is in a bunch of crap. Hang on. Just going to uh, Oh, he's in 1917. Shazam. He's in Shaz- Yeah, he's the bad guy in the first Shazam movie. Um, he plays bad guys a lot. Actually, he was in Tar. I saw him on Tuesday when I watched Tar. Um, that was a surprise. He was um, in Cruella. Cruella, yep. Um, he's done some gaming voice acting, actually. That's yeah. pretty cool. And he was in Dark Crystal Age of Resistance as well. Yeah, so he's been in a crap ton of stuff. So oh have... yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, you were you were having a song, weren't you? He's the funny Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the better Jason Statham, I would say. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Better I, looking. I, at least. I like. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Grims, Grimsby brothers. Yeah, he was in. The, yeah, Grimsby with um, Sasha Baron. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, so yeah. That's another rated film. I actually quite like that one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Um, it looked okay. Well, he's best, um, but I got I got a couple of laughs out of it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Mark Strong for the win. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching him in this trailer. Um, it was a well-cut well cut trailer, showed a lot. Um, you know, obviously, you know, going around the world and stuff. And um, we kind of, we know what this movie's going to be. We probably know exactly how it's going to end. Um, Mark Strong's probably going to betray them because um, it's Mark They're going to solve a murder. <laughs> They're going to solve a murder. Um, yeah, I'm, 
but as I haven't seen the first film, I'm probably not going to watch this one. Uh, but, but I'm sure, I'm sure there will be people who will really enjoy it. People um, who enjoy Happy Madison films. Yeah. Um, plus, murder mysteries are fun, so maybe it'll be a good time. Fulia, what did what did you think of this one? Did you did you watch the first murder mystery movie? No, I have not ah. seen the first <gasps> one. I know. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It just didn't really intrigue me when it first, um, you know, when I saw the trailer for it. Mm. Uh, and then this one, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, this is cool. I'd like to see Jennifer Aniston in an action film. That's kind of cool. Because I don't think I've really seen her in much action. Um, like no. doing action scenes, at least. Uh, I would mostly- recommend. I would recommend watching The Bounty Hunter. With her, her I and, have heard of this one. Her and Gerard Butler. Um, it's a, it's an action comedy, and it's really good. Okay, really right. highly rated. Probably gonna forget the name, but that's fine. Cool. <laughs> it's on a recording now, Fulia. You'll never forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, this trailer actually looked interesting. Um, looked funny. Uh, being that it's a Netflix movie, it's, it needs to show as much as possible to intrigue the audience to be like, hey, I want to see this and see how it turns out. Um, so uh, I'm, I am a, like a little bit curious. So I may end up watching the first one to watch this one. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. Also, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I'll be able to watch it when it first comes out because I won't be in the country. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yes, that's, that is true. That is true. Uh, cool. Um, Michael, what did you make of this one? Well, I can't believe you guys haven't seen the first one. <laughs> and neither Sorry. have I. So, hey. hey! Got him. <laughs> Got him. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's an old reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. Out of all the trailers so far, I actually quite enjoyed this one. It's actually, it, it gave you the premise of what it is, and it also did, didn't really spoil like the, the first movie either. Um, it is what it is. It's a murder mystery, so obviously they. Uh, solved a mystery from the the previous mo- movie, which was a murder. Yes. So it is what it says on the tin. And yes. just like a Happy Madison uh, production, it, they write a script that says, hey, we go to fabulous places. Uh, hey, studio, pay for it. Yeah, and, literally. <laughs> and, well, the grift is good, if you can get away with it. <laughs> And yeah, it's just it looks like a bit of fun. I mean, uh, Jennifer Anderson is always fun. Uh, uh, we are the Millers is also a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, much better uh, remake for uh, uh, Vacation than the Ed Helms version. Dare I say? No, uh, that's that's fair. I'll give you yeah. that. I, I I always say that it's like you want to see a good. Um, a good remake of the vacation movies. See where the middles. Um, yeah, and well, it's it's Adam Sandler doing Adam Sandler, and it's not as as uh, egregious as uh, 
uh, as the Halloween Huey 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 Halloween Huey Halloween. <laughs> and coincidentally, um, there's a guy on YouTube that did uh, the the um, the Sandlerverse. Uh, he did that like six years ago. He's he's recently made a second one. Oh yeah. Uh, and and there's more movies that are connected to the Sandlerverse. Oh shit. Yeah. I highly recommend watching that because it's a bit of fun as well. Um, okay. <laughs> it's the it's the insane person with everything on his wall going, it's all connected. <laughs> it's so much fun. Nice. And, yeah, this film. Um, yeah, this, dare I say, it does look intriguing. I mean, just for a bit, bit of um, uh, turn-off-brain sort of fun uh, that it is. And, yeah, I'm... I'm out of all the trailers that that we're about to see. This is probably the one that's more intriguing for me to watch, as well as the uh, watching it as the first one. It's a double feature night. <laughs> nice. Double feature date night. It's like, mm. yeah, you like Adam Sandler, uh, my wife, who I'm not going to name because you know Adam Adam Inimininity. Yes, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. My wife. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so when is this going to be dropped on the Netflix, uh, Kendall? On the Netflix, you will find uh, Murder Mystery 2 on uh, the 31st of March. <laughs> or as Prowler would say, Murder Mystery uh, 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Murder Mystery 2 would be 3. <laughs> <laughs> Twa Twa is more fun to say. Yes. Madame Our last trailer for this week uh, is <laughs> uh, uh, some might say our 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 Twa trailer. Uh, trailer number Twa uh, is um, for a, a very serious-looking film that I shouldn't be laughing as I'm introducing. Um, this is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Um, and, yeah, I'm not sure if it's based on a true story or not, but it kind of has that vibe. Um, but It sort of is based on actual events. Yeah, it, it definitely f- feels that way. Um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal... Um, starring in this one um it was a really good trailer i really i really liked um yeah i really liked this trailer this is probably the, out of the three if i had to pick one that i not only would actually maybe watch um but uh in terms of trailer quality i think yeah this was the the, the, the better one um and but yeah it looks very yeah you know harrowing and, and dark because it's about you know soldiers and um a believe Afghanistan um uh, and uh yeah and basically how uh this um interpreter ended up saving Jake Gyllenhaal's character um and then you know we jump forward and now the interpreter's in in need of rescuing and Jake Gyllenhaal takes it upon himself to head back into the war zone to 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 rescue him um my favorite line in this trailer was you know Jake Gyllenhaal's like you're, you're the translator, and the guy goes, "No, I'm an interpreter," and I'm, and I just was like, "Yeah, that's such a good," because 
interpreter, that means that adds layers, that adds more to what he actually does, because obviously he's not just there to translate the language. He's, you know, there's cultural differences, there's humane differences. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, this looks, this looks really intense. Um, um, and I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Like, it looks like it's, they spent a bit of money on it. It's well-made. Uh, yeah, very gritty. Um, and, and yeah, Homeland is in this <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. And, and Anthony Starr, uh, is in this one as well. So that's, that's another reason to watch for me. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it, I think it might be a good one. I hope so. Yeah. But just very, very serious subject matter, of course, but yeah. And yeah, hopefully a riveting, a riveting tale. It looks to be that way. So, um, yeah, that's all I've got. Fulia, what did you make of Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? Um, oh, I don't know that I'm going to be watching this one. <laughs> That's fair. It's, um, it touches on a lot of really controversial, serious topics. Uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, war stories, especially ones that are more recent. Mm. Um, and, and especially knowing that stuff like this is still happening yeah in in the world so um i'm not sure that i want to go out of my way to go to a cinema to watch this um i mean it looks it looks good and the story looks like it's really going to take you on on a on a one hell of a journey um i'm just i'm the type of person that really prefers going to cinemas to feel good when I come out uh, at, at the other end of it. I just, I'm not sh- I, mm, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing against the movie itself. It's no, just not no, my no. genre. It's just no. not my genre of film. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I can... mean, it, lo- it looks really interesting. I just, yeah, it's not for me. No, that's fair. That is very fair. Um, Michael, um, what did you make of this one? Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat as uh, Fulia. Um, I'm not that big fan of uh, war movies either, especially war movies that are set nowadays. And like with this, it is it does have the backdrop of of uh, being set in Afghanistan when America and, and Australia w- was in Afghanistan and they had the pullout. And then the controversial thing was, we basically just got up and left, and and everyone who was, uh, and everyone, including the interpreter, uh, interpreters over there, were just left stranded, and then everything just went to shit. So yeah, it's very close to the bone, and I do not like it. And <laughs> just to be made into a movie to make America look good, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, we we ditched you, but come on, we got Jake Gyllenhaal all saving the day. Yeah. Uh, war propaganda is still alive and well, and it's, it is. Yeah, yucky, yucky. Um, yeah, I won't be watching this, and I will probably never will. Um. Anyway, so when is this getting dropped on Amazon Prime? Oh, is it Amazon Prime, is it? Oh, that's what it has here on the wiki. I'll try to get a bit more more information about it. Amazon Prime. Probably later on in 
down the track because it, it does have an American date. Yes. Um, yes, Guy Ritchie. It's only coming out in cinemas first. Mm. Okay. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant uh, will be uh, released on the 21st of April if you're in the US um, and would like to see that. Yeah. Um, or internationally, yes. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Cool. All right. Um, that's Trailer Park done and dusted. Yes. Woo! Goody. Goody. All right. Um, that, of course, now brings us to... Yes? The, the what? part. What? The place. Ah. The time. Time. The spot. Place. The section. Yeah, cool. The thing. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> the thing in this show we like to call... Ba-boom. Popcorn culture. We got yeah. the popcorn and the corn and the pot Do, 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 do. Yes, it is popcorn culture time, and of course, we are going to be sharing with you all our thoughts on the latest episode of Star Wars: The Bad Batch, which is episode eighteen in space. Eighteen in space—that's a good way to describe it. Yes, this is episode six, Tribe. Um, and yeah, let's, let's just get into it. Uh, my initial thoughts, um, much better. This is, <laughs> we're returning to form now with this one. Um, so, so not a bottle yeah. episode. It's definitely a bottle episode, but with some, some, <laughs> some implications for things. And they're such, all but bottle episodes. They're all bottle episodes. Hey, hey, look, I'm, I like bottle episodes. You just, you know, it's same as I like. Uh, narrative episodes, but they just need to be good. That's all. That's all I ask. They just need to be good, and this is a good one. In the era of streaming, you can't have bottle episodes anymore. <laughs> well, apparently, in the Last of Us, you can. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, no, this was good. This is a good episode. Um, we were thrown into the action immediately, um, and uh, it didn't really let up until the credits roll so the pacing was awesome it was quick didn't feel the time um and yeah it was just nice to kind of you know see some wookies and uh go to kashik and get uh scared by some spiders as soon as i saw those webs i was like no thank you go away no no space spiders <laughs> space spiders you know what I did exactly the same thing. The moment I saw those webs, I'm like, oh, no, no, why? No, no. Literally. I was like, what are you doing? Go in the other direction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but at least, thankfully, I will say they were not as terrifying as the ones that were in The Mandalorian Season 2. So <laughs> yeah. That, that's, 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 I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, they look um, like pineapples. Yeah, they were interesting in their design. Walking pineapples. Um, Walking pineapples. Um, yeah, so it was just, yeah, it was just a, a heavy action uh, episode with a bit of, you know, story regarding uh, this new Wookiee called Gunji um, that was just, you know, the most adorable Wookiee of all time. Sorry, Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a Jedi Wookiee. Um, so that was, that was nice to have something... I don't know, force related show up because we a lot of the stuff we haven't 
we've been watching Star Wars lately has not really been focusing on on Jedi or the Force, which is totally fine because you know we have a whole Skywalker saga that's around that. Um, but but yeah, it was, it was cool to see. Ah, yeah, he's got a lightsaber. Um, and then you know, and then we have evil evil robots that are just you know bad bad robots. Um, <laughs> and and it's yeah, a living. And it's a living. Uh, smuggling Wookiees and uh, yeah, and then Trandosians and and Empire working together and and uh, Avatar in Star Wars, I guess, with the whole you know praying to the trees and the trees speak and all this stuff. I th- I, I really liked it. I thought it was cool, um, something different and kind of expanding the uh, mythos of you know Kashyyyk and the Wookiees and stuff um, that I'm sure is something that's been done in the legacy stuff um, that I'm just not aware of, but I really liked it. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. Uh, Fulia, what did you think of this one? Yeah, no, I agree. It was was definitely a very good episode. Um, I really enjoyed uh, going to Kashyyyk and seeing more Wookiees because I miss seeing those furballs. Um, (laughs) Yes. Fuzzballs. 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 And just hearing the the voice of the Wookiees again, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was interesting to to see that they had captured this Padawan Wookiee, um, and I, I felt so bad for it. It's like they they're hurting him. The droids were just you know, torturing him. For, and I'm like, that's, that's just mean. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was nice to see. And I knew, I knew the moment that Omega said there's something off about this place. She was going to go looking and scouting and yeah. And then all yep. hell breaks loose again. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> That's right. It's because she's force sensitive. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so you cool. say. Um. <laughs> Band theory. Band theory. Head cannon uh, so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no this this episode was um, was good. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I'm I'm glad the spider things weren't as creepy looking although they were still kind of weird yeah um and yeah no i just it was yeah it was it was a good episode in general yeah 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 nice 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 michael your your overall initial thoughts on this one i did like this one um it it got all the gang or yeah they, they weren't all splintered off doing their own thing so it was all honed in uh they had they were on a mission to do something with, with these um, androids, uh, but they got so sidetracked when when uh, Omega decided to go. Hey, something's not wrong. Something's not right here. Yeah, I'm secretly a Jedi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we get to meet. We get to meet. Uh, 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 what's his name? I was about to say Rafiki, but that's. That's Lion King. That is Lion King. Uh, Gunji. 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 The Padawan Wookiee. 
And yes. yeah, he he also has turned up in uh, Clone Wars as well, uh, in a couple of episodes. I think in season, uh, the last season, season seven, I think he may, makes a brief appearance. So he escaped from Order sixty six from from what's been happening. So he's he's got his own story, and he's mm. back back home. And spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I actually quite like this one. Uh, it was it was a good story, like all uh, tonally together, and yeah, just and as you said, very evenly paced, and it was it, it, it was good fun had by all, and it was just it was just a bit of fun. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, that's very very true. Um, yeah, well, I suppose the episode's kind of so it didn't really split into two parts, but like there's two main locations i suppose with this one um yeah so they're they're the the batcher on on this ship again i just the are they doing like is it like matte paintings that they're doing because like it looks like they look like paintings when they like these landscape images like this opening shot of the this ship that they're coming into and the planet in the background and it just it just looked really nice i really liked that um, yeah, some, so they're doing something to do with chain codes, which I think we've heard mentioned before in season one. Um, and so these robots that they're, you know, handing them off to or attempting to make a deal with about them or something. Um, yeah, they're uh, obviously not working for the Empire, um, but they're, that doesn't mean that they're good guys. Um, so I kind of like the fact that they were very, I don't know... Uh, what's the right um clandestine is probably a good word clandestine droids um up to up to no good um but uh but yeah you know you guys hit the nail on the head omega as soon as she's like yeah something's off i'm gonna go cause a mischief um and you know thank goodness she did um because i could i I mean she's not wrong though because like they were very you know tech was very much like no these chain codes are fine you know these, <laughs> these chain codes are fine um but but the you know the robots are like yeah no we don't believe you um we don't trust you you're so, a human you are flawed <laughs> yeah bit of, so bit of a human racism happening there yeah which is uh, I, very interesting um yeah i like i like that uh yeah so we guess get this bit of omega just running off and and discovering um gunji being you know sh- you know held captive and and shocked and and whatnot and immediately doesn't <laughs> hesitate in trying to save him so um, back in your box back in your box back in your box yeah i really liked this whole sequence this like initial exchange with these droids and then finding gunji and their escape from them i thought it was a really good sequence um and just the fact that um, Gunji is, you know, obviously he's a Padawan, um, and he's, like, we've never really engaged, I don't think, well, at least I haven't, because I haven't seen all of Clone Wars or any of Rebels, um, but the fact that, you know, he's a young Wookiee, like, he's, you know, I, and I like how they, you can tell that straight away, because, you you know, you know how small Omega is, and you see her next to him, so you can get a sense of, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a kid, he's a teenage Wookiee, 
um, trying to get by in this this awful world. Um, so yeah, I really liked that whole that whole thing. It was it was really a good way to kickstart the episode and get the story going. Um, Fulia, what did you think of these droids and their nefarious dealings? Yeah, um, I think they're known as Axis droids. Axis droids? Okay. I think so. Um, and yeah, no, they were just they just mean. Like there's there's no sort of niceties at all um, mm. with these droids. They they're just they all mean just business. That that's all it is to them. Just business. Um, and yeah, that whole sequence um, where they go to the droids um, with the codes and not be not being believed that they're okay to use. Um, yeah, that's, it just means that the droids really don't believe, don't really trust humans, but also not just because of maybe they're lying, but more so because, uh, I think it's just more so because they don't know whether it works well. So that in their skill, they don't really believe in the human skill. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the main reason I would say in this situation. Um, and yeah, just, you know, Omega, you know, immediately not feeling, you know, f- has this gut feeling that something's not quite right and uh, goes after to find out that um, that Ganji was uh, was being held captive. Um, and, and then we also we also get the line from one of those droids saying that, you know, he's he's more important to us alive. Yeah. Uh, so it was obvious why he was alive why they needed him alive mm-hmm. because um, the, because living tissue is, is better to clone with than dead tissue because yeah. <laughs> it all leads to somehow palpatine returned yeah <laughs> we gotta we gotta back build that atrocious line um yeah. yes <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that, that, that whole sort of scenario where they, you know, they, they try to get Ganji out and yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was good to see. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was good. Michael, what are your thoughts on, um, the, the opening sort of sequence, I guess, of this episode? Yeah. It's sort of like the start of the Simpsons where the first couple of minutes don't really mean anything to the rest of the plot. So it's just. We just know that the Bad Bash are on, on a mission. We're on a mission from God. Or <laughs> Sid, basically. Nice. And so, uh, and so it, I don't think it really matters what, what these things are or anything like that. It's just to get them uh, uh, get them there to, to meet a... Uh, uh, just get them to meet Gunji. And... And afterwards, it uh, doesn't really matter what these robots are doing because we don't really see them later. No, um, they, they they vanish after the batch get away, yeah. Yeah, we got a job to do. And, yeah, it, it's good world building, uh, mm. having having some, some service droids that don't take shit from no one. <laughs> yeah, and I like it. And, yeah, meeting Ganji for the first time. Um... Because a uh, solo movie is a thing, and they did that line where he's like, whatever, how many hundred years old, that would probably make Gunji um, probably in his 70s, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, so, true. So he's not necessarily young. 
<laughs> well, I don't just, know. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe just young, in as a I don't know in terms of Wookiee years, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Because they're like dog years. Yeah. 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 Also, I just kind of find it interesting that, um, uh, like the clones know, like, w- like know how to understand Wookie, uh, yeah. like to a degree. Well, like not all of them, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Hunter does. Hunter said he, he 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 did a bit, and then I think Tech does most of the translating, doesn't he? Well, he's got a thing. He's got a thing that does it. Yeah. Um, he's got a thing that does a thing. Yeah. Um, but then also that you know the fact that Ganji just can understand. Uh, I mean, uh, for lack of a better phrase, English, um, or whatever the you know the central okay. Star Wars languages. Um, Troidarian. Yeah, something. <laughs> um, all I know is Orobesh is the name of the the written language, but I don't know uh, what the speech is called. Orobeshian. Uh, Orabeshian, yes, we'll leave it there at that. There we go. Head cannon. Yeah. Um, so the droid the droids they did mention that they were, you know, as I think you said Folia, uh, you know, he's he's worth more uh, alive than dead. But they specifically mentioned, you know, a person or, or a thing or an entity that they are bringing it to. And I know, Michael, you touched on the whole clone theory. So do you do you think He's been taken to, uh, to Palpatine or to our dear friend, the the douchebag. I've forgotten his name <laughs> from earlier on, um, or someone else entirely. Probably, well, wherever that Camino woman went to at the end mm. of previous, because they're doing something like that, which is more underground than the actual Empire. So not necessarily going to um, man doucheface, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I've forgotten his bloody name. Oh, yeah, so uh, and considering like the Bad Batch is actually dealing with these guys, it's probably more more um, uh, more under the table than than most, and they sort of yeah. cater for uh, they sort of cater for any, anyone and everyone. Who 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 needs a thing at a good price? Yeah, uh, Vice Admiral Rampart. That's his name. Rampart. Yeah. Vice Admiral Douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> Douchebag. Yes, yes. Um, cool. So, I really also liked this, like the brief scene that we got in the um, in the ship on the way to Kashyyyk, um, where you know it makes perfect sense that even though. Um, Ganji was just saved by these people. It doesn't necessarily mean he can trust them. Um, mm. So I, I like how they showed that. Even they showed that as he was, you know, getting on the ship, he hesitated and was like, uh, you know, lesser of two evils, essentially. Um, so I kind of like how they showed some complexity there and, and the fact that Hunter was like, well, you know, he's been through a lot. Like, he didn't even say, I, I imagine he's been through a lot. He's like, I know, like... He's been through a lot because you know Order sixty six was terrible. Um, so and they, and they have witnessed that on the other they have other end. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so I just I really like that little that little scene. I thought that was that was really like it was brief, but it was but it was a nice sort of transition um, from where we were to getting 
to Kashyyyk. Michael, did you did you have anything on on that little scene? Um, it was a bit cute of him just cowering in the corner. And yeah, because yeah, essentially he's like a, a child that went through a thing. And Hunter yeah. actually witnessed that with another pad one, um, in the first first episode of the Bad Batch of uh, a kid witnessing horrible things so he probably does feel a bit guilty so they probably take take him under uh under their wing until they get him home safe so yeah yeah well not to skip ahead but i really like that just made me think of the like really nice like it's awful but really nice kind of quote about um that, that that hunter said um you know they're both just kids but they don't get to they don't get to be kids, not in this galaxy. Um, yeah, Especially in the thought, middle of a war. Yeah, I thought that was a really effective and, and very powerful um, thing for him to say. And yeah, like, yeah, more of more of that, please, in this mm. show. More of that kind of stuff. Um, cool. So, you know, we get to Kashyyyk and things are pretty, you know, move pretty quickly. Um, they're trying to find the village and stuff and... Um, of course, it makes sense that um, Ganji wouldn't really remember where his village is or, or, or much of it because he's clearly been, uh, I, I would say, you know, training on... Do, do all younglings train at the Jedi Temple? That, I think they is, do. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably just pick them up and it's like, okay, you're with us now. Yeah, so, so he, he would have been there since he was very, very young. Yeah, um, so, since they discovered him. It's like, ooh, there's midichlorians over here. <laughs> Those blasted midichlorians. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> what do you mean midichlorians on Kashyyyk? There's only Wookiees there. And then, and then you have like a little backstory. It's like the Jedi actually went, who went there is a little bit of a, little bit of a racist. He's like, yeah, damn nerf herders. And and then they and then he gets attacked by the. <laughs> by, by the spiders, and then he befriends them. It's like, you know what, you you Wookies are okay, and and, <laughs> and, and it's like, it's like, what are you here for? It's like, well, you know, there's there, there's a kid here. It's like, oh, that's my son. So yeah, that's my head cannon. No, oh, that's <laughs> a cool head cannon. Yeah, so he's probably Works. been there, uh, young. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't really. I think there's a line about how he kind of remember remembers Kashyyyk through dreams. I think mm. was something that I think Tech said. Um, yeah. So that was that was kind of again just some nice character building, world building stuff. Um, yeah. And then you know we get the spider scene <laughs> with the cobwebs, which we've already kind of touched on a little bit. Um, yeah, very interesting design of those things. I, I'm glad that they didn't lean fully into um, a kind of a traditional spider take because I, you know, again, you know, you're in you're in space, you can kind of do whatever. Um, like, yeah, like, but it, the, those webs were very ominous, um, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> they come back at the end of the episode, which we'll get to shortly. Um, but I, I also liked how uh, Ganji was immediately like, uh, you know, 
not using the force on them, but like using the force to kind of show them, I guess, that they weren't a threat. We mean you no harm. Yeah. So I thought that was really sweet. Also, I just really enjoy seeing a Wookiee be a Jedi. I think that's I think that's just awesome. So I, I, Ganji was definitely my favorite thing in this episode. Um, Fulia, any 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 thoughts about uh, their arrival in Kashyyyk and their you know before we get to the the action stuff? Um, yeah, no, it was just interesting to to see the the actual planet itself. Um, mm. Just being all very just forest, uh, yeah. which was really nice to see. Um, but just seeing those webs just like <laughs> kind of creeped me out a bit. Oh, and I was totally expecting eight-legged freaks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but um, the fact that, you know, the that Ganji just didn't know what um what group what tribe he was a part of um it was still nice that he was able to still find some wookies in general um yeah and then, and so that way he can at least continue his his life with them um yeah no the when they um when they first arrived it was interesting uh and then you know gaji when they come across the um the the what well, well, i think it was like four legged six legged spiders i think they have i think it was six was it six i feel like it was six legs it definitely wasn't four of them were on the ground and then it looks like another two more yeah maybe uh, yeah. something like that yeah um, it makes it somewhat similar, mm. and that's probably the uh, the thing that makes us believe. Ah, oh, yeah, we're seeing a, a spider because mm. because webs and that mm. and creepy crawly and Creep. yuck <laughs> and yuck very yes. yuck. Um, but it was. Um, yeah, that moment where they first encounter them and Ganji's like, if we don't provoke them, they won't attack us. Yeah. And that was a nice thing, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Just are you sure this is not a setup? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's like, just leave them alone and they'll leave you alone. And they walked past and they put their weapons away and I'm like... <laughs> Okay. And it's that Simpsons mean. It's like, what a funny thing to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But aesthetically, this this planet looks really, really pretty. Um, and, it's, mm. and it's sad that they also uh, they talk about the deforestation of this planet. Um, yeah. Because that's a real-life thing that's happening here. Mm. Uh, and yep. you know you you hear about it in a in a fantasy sci-fi world and it's that it's happening there and you're like oh oh yeah okay yeah it's what, it's what good, I, good sci-fi does well mm. i don't i don't want i don't want a, a moral a moral history lesson in my in my star wars 
Star Wars is becoming too woke. <laughs> it was really, it was it was really nice, like hot, well, nice in the sense it was just good storytelling, but like heartbreaking to see that, you know, when they actually got to where the village was and it had already been decimated. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and just how heartbroken Ganji was. Um, yeah, yeah, it made me feel really sad for Ganji <clears throat> when, when all that was left was just embers and smoke. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And his yeah. Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It rhymes, um, you see. It does. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, yeah, M- Michael, your your initial impressions of Kashyyyk in this episode. Yeah. Um, Kashyyyk's always beautiful. Uh, mm. I mean, forest, forest planet. We get to see it in uh, Clone Wars. No. Uh, what's the movie? Attack of the Clones. No. Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith? Yes, the third one. Yeah. So many names. So much Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's also showing like the sort of culture that, that um, the Wookiees like, inhabit. They're more um, environmentally aware and more spiritual within this particular planet and you can source and it's good to see that sort of uh, a world building with different species and how, mm. how they in, inhabit their their own space and yeah and through the eyes of Ganji it's it's a place that he's somewhat not aware of because he was taken from very young age and and yeah just being reintroduced to his roots it's sort of a What's what's the thing? Uh, going back to the motherland, sort of, sort of thing, and yeah. re-familiarizing yourself with your with your past, and with that is praying to truth, which is good. It's more yeah. spiritual than than anything, and that's what really a Jedi is. It's more spiritually inept with with the with your outer world, and not necessarily something as tangible as. Um, Coruscant and, and just mm. just buildings, just concrete buildings. Yeah, but no th- bricks. There's no bricks in Star Wars, <laughs> or screws, or nails. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah, and it kind of even adds to like just how sad it is that they're destroying the trees because they you know make a point to show us the spirituality of the Wookiees and how they're connected to the trees and see the trees as their allies and mm. you know you know they commune with them and, and all of this stuff so like it almost feels like that they you know the, the trees are allowing the Wookiees to live there sort of thing yeah. like I kind of get that ancient sort of vibe like it- it's really big yeah. in um, like native culture. I mean, mm. you, you get to see it, see it here in Australia with with, uh, with the First Nations people are more in tune with with um, Australia as a whole. Like mm. like uh, they don't live here; they belong to it. So they're more more connected with nature than than um, than us white folk who decided to invade. Happy Australia yep. Day, everyone! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, not good. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, the we we've seen that uh, there are these um, 
Trandosians, I think they were called. Um, that is that Sid's race. Bosks. Yeah. Yeah, they look like they're Bosk similar. Yeah. Yes, uh, lizard people. Um, so they're working with the the Empire um, on Kashyyyk for some reason, um, and uh, that's yeah, that was an interesting uh, dynamic added in this episode. Well, them um, and um, uh, Wookies, those two species, like pretty much hate each other, and we get to see right. that in Boba Fett, especially, uh, especially with the uh, uh, Wookie in that one, and how he's just absolutely, he just rips the arm off the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> the, the boss. He's like, Rah. yeah, no. So, so tensions were high. Tensions were high. Yes. Um, but I, I, I did like how um, that the, you know, they're, they're, they're talking to the trees and asking if the trees actually have a plan. And then, hmm. you know, the trees have a plan. The trees um, always have a plan. The trees always have a plan. Um, which leads us to a really kind of messed up way for one of these Trandosians to die. Um, like... The way that I really like this, the way it kind of played out with like, you know, they, the, the Wookiees start banging on the trees, sort of telling, telling the trees that, you know, you're, you're on, you're good to go. And then the trees send down the spiders, um, to attack, uh, the enemy. And that was, uh, that was a really interesting kind of display that I, yeah, enjoyed watching. Um, but then, yeah, they come upon like, you know. What's his face? Like they have, we get that really cool fight scene between Ganji and the. I think I think it was the leader of the. Yeah, the, I, I think so too. Yeah, like I visually really cool shot of like you know the fire around them and they're you know fighting within that. Um, and then the the spiders jump jump in and they're like, no no, we got this, we got this. Don't worry, you do you over there. We we got you. And then they just you know proceed to wrap the dude up in, in, in webbing and, and take him away as he's screaming. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, this is a little dark. But I, don't, I mean, I don't mind it. Um, but and I was then like, you wow. can use their imagination of how, how he... Uh... How he dies. Because yeah. he's, 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 he's dying. Yeah. He's a dying. Um, he's yeah, being the... eaten on the inside out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the action stuff was... Was, was pretty good in this episode. I I enjoyed the way it kind of all came together. I don't really have a lot much else to say. Fulia, do you have uh do you have some thoughts on the climax of this episode and the all the fighting? Ah uh, yeah, no that um that scene where the uh where the spiders take away the leader was a bit like oh this is a kids show. Yeah. <laughs> it's <Yep>. implied. Uh. <laughs> And um, I, I think it was like Ganji's just like watching it happen, and well, I don't know. My my thought was maybe he was hesitating to help or not. Um, it just yeah, it was really strange. And then he ran away from it, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think it was more to do with um, it's like oh should I uh, should I tell him to not to? It's like you know what? I'll never tell. Yeah, I'm just going to put my lightsaber away and just you know let them do their thing. <laughs> I'm just going to let nature be nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, that was um, very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but no, yeah, no, it, it ended really nicely, um, especially with Ganji finding a new family um, and, you know, seeing Ganji and Omega together praying to the trees was really nice. Mm. Um, and, but just the fact that uh, Hunter was like, they're still just children, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice sort of a way to round off the episode. Hmm. Yes, it all came together really well. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Michael, how about you? Yeah. Very, very good episode and good ending. And yeah, another another good episode to put in the banks. And to will we? Um. Will we go back to see what Ganji is doing? We'll never. We'll. We'll know. Who knows? But mm. it's good. Good to know that he's safe. And that's all that matters. Yeah. A secret Jedi that no one else knows where he is. So, <laughs> yeah. Last of the Jedi. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a nice, a nice line, I think, sort of near the end as well, where um, uh, I think Yarn, I think was the name of the leader. Of the Wookiees, the, the the lady with the shroud and everything. I think Yarn Old was Mama. her name. Old Mama. Old Mama Wookiee. Um, yeah, Tech was translating, and uh, one of the things she said uh, was, uh, perhaps one day we will find a new path in terms of talking about, you know, where people belong and all of this stuff. And I just kind of liked how that kind of connected to the, the clones, uh, you know, mm. and the Bad Batch themselves and how they're dealing with... Um, their place in the galaxy. Um, so I kind of like how that's sort of this overarching theme of this season. Um, finding your place. Mm, finding your place, finding your family, finding where you belong and how you fit in or, you know, or your purpose, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, Last of Us, thanks. I know, yeah. <laughs> you are my purpose. Oh you my are my God. purpose. Oh. <laughs> I may... They made a prepper, a survivalist, decide, you know what? I'm going to live. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Oh, God. Emotions. Yes. All right. Well, I, th- I think that might do it. Um, unless you guys have any final thoughts. You, All good. Anything else? All good? Mm. Beautiful. All right. Those are our thoughts on uh, The Bad Batch, episode six tribe um yes good good stuff good episode enjoyed very much uh yeah but that's the show because pork and cold is done yes got nothing got nothing else to talk we talked about everything we need to talk about that we yes, need to we talk about come so to the end we have come to the end of the show hope you guys enjoyed and, and that was, was a podcast, a podcast called, called fred, fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching us back right now, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future live events and, of course, future videos. Plus, 
you can head over to Twitch. If you're watching us right now over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Make sure to hit the follow button so you can get those live notifications coming through. Yes, do it, please. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kanto Major. And I've been the birthday boy, Margaret Lister. Hey. Hey, is it actually today? Uh, when people hear this, uh, that, uh, it will be. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, Mike. Hey. Happy birthday, Mike. Oh. One rotation around the sun complete. <laughs> yes. Tick. Um, yes. So you've just experienced a podcast, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yeah. The chaos. The chaos. Uh, so thanks much for chaos. listening. Thanks for watching. Thank you, everybody. We yes. Freely lives, lucky dies, and doctor is in. And see ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Laters, gators. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yes. Bye-bye. And... And... See...